50% overall from the field, but he was also 50% from three. He was five to ten. I know you're out there. It's okay. Stand back there. <laughs> no, more than likely, you're going to get that number one seed. And so I want he to be ranked in number one to eight. Welcome into another episode of Let's Rage Cougs, presented by the Saxinian family. We're coming off the heels of number six, Houston, uh, coming away with a 66-60 to victory over Xavier in the Big 12 Big East Challenge. Really a good, great test for the University of Houston Cougars men's basketball team. The first time all season, well, a couple of first times, as today we're joined by a special guest on the show. Uh, but a lot of firsts on this episode when it were on this in this game that the Houston Cougars played, which was the first time that the Houston Cougars faced a deficit in the second half, the first time that they did not end up winning a game by double digits and the first time that really they were challenged and they had to execute late down the stretch. Now it wasn't necessarily perfect the entire game, but I think they did well in stretches. But before we get into it, as always, we have to say thank you to those of you guys that are tuning in and uh, Dan, welcome in. So I said over to you. How are you doing, sir? And I'm doing well. Doing well. Little one's birthday and so celebrating his birthday. But it was a great game. Uh, I'm waiting for Houston being a close competitive game. So far, that was the first one this year. And a lot of telltale signs of who they'll go to, go to players. And Coach Samson said he wanted to see how players react on the road. I did as well. Got a chance to see. First and foremost, little one, what's his name? We got we to gotta wish him a happy birthday. Oh. It's Dayon Jr. We call him Deuce. Deuce. Well, happy birthday, Deuce. And hopefully he has a great one. And uh, how old is he going to be turning? He's turning two. Two years old, so big. Three, four, oh. Got a long way to go. Joining us now as well, Chris Gardner of the Houston Ron Bar Review. Chris, how you doing, sir? I'm all right, guys. Can you hear me okay? Uh, I connected I connected wrong, so I'm wondering if I, I, I made a, I fixed my, my error. <laughs> we are good. All I right. hear you. Great. That was a gritty win. It was good. Good, tough road win. Made free throws down the stretch to uh, get the dub. And, hey, Cougs first road test of the season, first true road game. Xavier is coming off a loss, so they really wanted to uh, get the win. Cougs got it done. Yeah, Wanda Polk on YouTube says her head hurts from screaming at the television <laughs> in this game. But I think that's a great word to describe this game. Gritty, Chris. The Cougars went over 12 minutes in the second half without hitting a field goal. They came out, I mean, in the first half, it was kind of a little, really, it was a tale of similar stories in both halves. In the first half, Houston jumped out to an early league. Xavier rallied and made it a game. Then similar story in the second half, Houston jumps out to uh, uh, early 13-point lead. Xavier rallies, and they do a good job of really making this game ugly and really holding Houston offensively. Now a big part of that for the Cougars, specifically in the second half, had to do with Jamal Shedd's foul trouble. And Overall, they just were really played really well defensively, but I think Houston did really well in specific stretches down the stretch, especially once Jamal Shedd came back in the game. I think the biggest, most important one was late free throw shooting. Houston went 10 for 10 from the free throw line in the final six minutes, 34 seconds of the game, which games like this is a reason why, a big reason why they were able to come away with the victory. Well, they missed one because Juwan missed one of them, but it's okay. They were three for eight at one point. I remember that specifically. 
and they finished much better from the line. Our issue, you know, Javier Francis is not a good free throw shooter. He missed in less than seconds. He, yeah. So, other than that, Damian Dunn is is the guy. He started out one for four from the line, but he made his twos, and Jamal made his free throws, and LJ and Emmanuel closed it out. So, as long as those guys make free throws, I'm not really worried about the bigs. Juwan Roberts probably needs to be shoot better than 57% from the line. But other than that, I'm not too worried about it as long as the, it's the right guy shooting free throws. Other than Damian Dunn. You guys be better than, than uh, 60%. Down, what are your thoughts on uh, this victory by the Houston Cougars? Um, just down the stretch, just one thing I was, while I was watching, as they was going on their drought, just like Houston normally does, it's hard for the other opposing teams to score as well. So Houston may have missed one on three or four minutes without scoring. But Xavier was going on the drought as well. And so as I'm watching the game, Jamal not on the floor. LJ, he's a – I don't want to say he's not a scorer in my opinion because he can score and he's shown that. But he's one of those players who he, – he, he needs a pick and roll. He's not – I don't it's not – he hasn't shown to me so far this year that he's a prolific isolation scorer. And in those drought moments, Coach Sampson drew up plays for Damian, which I think Damian, so far from what I've seen, will be the most – He's the best scorer in regards because it's going to be a, oftentimes a lot where Houston is on a drought and they, they and they they aren't scoring and so I was watching that and I think it's Jamal and Damian I think Jamal is probably the best scorer along with Damian LJ he needs a, a screen or a certain action to really get his shot off and he shoots a high volume of threes and that's another thing I was watching there although he makes them at a, an efficient clip. But this team is may struggle at times where they need someone who can score without a screen, just an isolation, and be able to score. But their defense was on point. Um, they went against a team who who I believe was the number one offensive rebounder. So it's really strength on strength. And so it was a good to see Houston to pull out this win on a hostile environment, tough calls, touch fouls, and both teams have to adjust. I will say with the efficiency, it was equal on both sides. Just be consistent. And and, and that's where I, I want to say it. The officials called the tight both ways. They called those illegal screens on both bigs, on both teams' bigs at the at the point of attack. It's on the players to adjust. A lot of the fouls that the Cougs got for reach-in fouls. JoJo reaching in, holding. That's a foul. You know, Malik Wilson, the one minute he was on the floor, reached in and wasn't even necessary, Malik, reaching in late the shot clock. Those are fouls. Refs call those. You want those calls on the other end. It was called tight on both ways, and that's what you want. You want to be fair, and that's what it was. 50 fouls called. You know, 50 fouls. It wasn't refs. 50 fouls called between the two teams. The teams missed free throws for much much of the game. That made it ugly, too, when guys go into the line and clang at the free throw line. That's part of it as well. Yeah, that that's a absurd number fifty free throws in between the two teams. I did want to bring up this comment by Mr. Smith and Chris. I'll go to you first. I'm curious to get your thoughts. He says he liked what he saw from JoJo Tugler tonight. Block late in the second half was nice, but then he goes on and he also says Javier Francis. He's setting his stock in him. What are your thoughts on that? And Javier Francis had a, a really big time block late down the stretch. I think it was at the two twenty five minute mark. So he came up with a big play down the stretch as well. Agreed. Javier 
only had one board in the first half. He he got the message at halftime or he did a sub check or whatever and was much more active. He had six rebounds in the second half. He battled foul trouble. JoJo, he does a great job when he's in, but he picks up bad fouls. He picks up freshman fouls, right? And he has to stop doing that. They'll, you know, holding, grabbing, things like that. When he keeps himself in the ball game, he has an impact, a positive impact for the team. But when he does it, he's got to learn to not commit bad fouls. Yeah, some of those was touch fouls, too. Now, which they are foul. That's when uh, – I can just give credit, like Chris said, you give credit because they were consistent. But basketball is a physical sport, and oftentimes it was just simple touch fouls. And calling letter of the law, some of them was fouls. But I'm not selling my stock on JVA. I, I like, like Chris just said, when he's on the floor, he's impacting the game, whether it's changing shots, blocking shots. He's doing things that impact the game. Going after, diving on the floor, getting rebounds. He might not get the rebound, but he gets the tip. And doing this thing, so I'm definitely not selling my stock on him. This is really this is for your first year being able to play through mistakes, and so, um, but like JoJo, same thing Chris said. When he's out there, he's doing good. It's just him staying out of foul trouble. That's been the knock on him. Foul yeah. trouble. <laughs> That's it. Him all game so far. Um, he's averaging. What we? This is the eighth game for the team. He's got to be around averaging three fouls a game in like ten minutes a game. That's too much. That's too many fouls to play so few minutes. He's a freshman. He's going to learn. He's learned from his mistakes. But once he does that and keeps himself on the floor, my, 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 bright, bright future for him. One of the players that we kind of touched on a few minutes ago, but haven't harped on too much. And we mentioned it in the previous show and coach Calvin Sampson talked about the comfort level or um, LJ Carter himself talked about his comfort level here with that program, but that just seems to continue to keep building game by game. LJ Carter, he hit some pivotal shots down the stretch, especially when Jamal Shedd was off the bench. He ended up being the leading scorer for Houston. Once again, in this game, he had 23 points, five of 12 from threes, but Again, transfer from Baylor, and each game it just seems like his fit is continuing to grow and grow, and he's becoming a not most definitely a key contributor, but also a uh, player that when Houston needs big points down the stretch, seems like he's been the guy in the last few games. And I, it seems like Coach Sampson and staff realizes where he wants the ball, where he wants his screens, where he wants to get into the middle and shoot his floaters because – down the stretch, they started running sets. He's bringing the ball up and running sets for him to get inside and get into those spots. The way defense is defending him, he's such a three-point shooter. They're pressing Uh-oh. him and, and trying to pressure him to make him drive and either be a facilitator or a playmaker. And so down the stretch, I love his decision-making, his shot-making ability, and his really ability to close games. But uh-huh. watching this game, there's going to be times where it's in a tournament, NCAA tournament against good teams, where you need somebody who can make a play without a screen isolation and make a play. Houston, from what I've seen so far this year, it's only a, a couple guys who can just do that. Someone who but I think LJ is one of those guys. And Mr. Smith is, he's defending his own argument a little bit, but the 6.6 boards for JoJo, no points for Francis. JoJo had three offensive rebounds, and I think two or three of those were off air balls and misses, so he's right at the rim to get put, for putbacks. Javier's offensive rebounds were digs and daggers that kick out to teammates on the perimeter, <laughs> so it's a different kind of offense rebound. Jojo has a brighter future. Jojo has a more, a better offensive game right now. 
But I, Javier missed his free throws, was 0 for 3. If he doesn't get dunks or putbacks, he's not going to score. He's not He's not going to be a, a go-to weapon on the block for this team. Cause, yeah, yeah, because they don't, don't really go to him. He's shown right, that so he the, can do it. You know, he can, he can got left hand, right hand sky hooks, but they just don't go to him. And so what and, you said, that's 100% and, accurate. And we could, you know, I think all three of us and some of the fans and viewers would like to see the, the Cougs go to the low post more. They did what? a lot in the second half with J1 consecutive time. I think yeah. maybe been with I want to see more than that. Season. You know, one, yeah. your Francis sometimes, mix it up. Damian Dunn sometimes, when your perimeter shots not falling, get there on the post, post up to guys, see what they can do. Now, yes, I know if they do get fouled, you got to make the free throws. That's part of it as well. But this team found a different way to win. Some fans were, were complaining, well, we're not playing anybody. Who we're we playing? We're not playing. We're not being tested. Well, the Cougs got tested tonight and they won. Okay, now what are you going to say? Yeah, the marks of a good team whenever they can find ways to win, especially those ugly games when not everything's going their way late. Now, when we're talking about um, this game, I'm seeing some of the comments. A lot of our viewers are pointing out that UH is not only the first team to get a win for the Big 12 in the Big 12 Big East column, but UH is the first Big 12 team in general to beat Xavier at all. So a couple of firsts there that, um, again, a lot of um, the UH fans and supporters are proud of. But and then looking back at this game, the comment I did want to bring up was Damian Dunn, who, again, we can't mention a little bit still seems like he's in a slump and went over five from the field today at three points three for six from the free throw line chris you talked about his free throw shooting earlier but just in general kind of interesting the the first two games that, that he started he seemed like he um had his shot going now he hasn't been able to find it but but he has been able to make key stretches especially when it comes to being a on defense so it Interesting to see how, again, he was had it going offensively in the first couple games of the season. Houston went to him. Now that he hasn't been, he's been struggling from the field, Houston's finding other guys to be able to step up. And when we go back to what we've mentioned for the first eight games now, it's the depth. Again, that's a uh, signal how Houston is not reliant on one person to be the go-to scorer on any given night. Now, in a perfect world, obviously, the Houston Cougars would love for Damian Dunn to not be over five from the field, you know, and and of his five misses, I want to say at least three of them rimmed in and out. Okay, so they just didn't go down. For the most part, he's taking good shots. They're just not falling right now. Malik Wilson, Ramon Walker, one of those two guys probably won't play game in, game out on a consistent basis. So we're probably looking at a nine man rotation. Malik came in because of foul trouble to Jamal, and what did Malik do? Passed up a jumper. Picked up a foul. Coach said, no, enough for you, <laughs> and, and pulled him out. Right now, Coach Sampson doesn't trust Malik to play through the, a mistake. He doesn't trust him. He'll get, probably go back to him maybe against Rice or Jackson State or whatever. He might go back to him and trust him. But as of right now, the last couple of games, Malik gets a minute, two minutes, doesn't do what Coach wants him to do. He takes him out. Yeah, with with Damien, like Andy said, it's really just a slump. And Chris, you described it well as well. Thank you, son. 
he um, he's getting good shots. They just aren't falling and, and, and in the spots uh, that he wants the ball. But even within that, um, his Achilles heels, he got to make his free throws because he does an outstanding job, especially in good moments where Houston is struggling to score to get to the free throw line. And I think that's part of the reason Coach Sampson will go to him in those moments because I think he's the all-around best scorer, especially with creating for himself. And so I don't really worry about him. Well, we, we've seen stretches where Marcus start, start the season last year, didn't score. Um, well, he scored, but he was kind of in a slump in regards to the normal Marcus that we've seen. We've seen it from different players throughout Houston. And so that's just basketball. It's a make-or-miss game. He makes some of those shots, two or three of those shots. It's a different outlook on him. But um, there was a, a, a starting lineup adjustment with Emmanuel inserted back mm-hmm. into the starting lineup. And so I wonder what, what Coach Sampson is saying about that. I think with that, it gives Jamal and, and LJ more room because of um, the teams, how they're going to guard Emmanuel. And so, and then I, I think with that second unit, it was probably one to see is Damien, will he pick up like he played the first two games in regards mm-hmm. to. So I think it's a little bit, a little bit of that. And it's still early in the season. Coach Sampson's just still figuring out. What's best for this team early in this year? Real quickly, let's put a pin on it. I'd like to thank each and every single one of you guys that's watching, whether it be on the Houston Round Ball Review YouTube channel, on the Pod Summit Jam YouTube channel, or if you're watching us live on our X account on Pod Summit Jam, or maybe if you're listening to the audio only platforms later on. We appreciate you for taking the time to make Let's Rage Coops presented by the Saxinian family a part of your day. And we also like to say thank you to today's secondary sponsor, which is Star Pizza. With three locations across the Houston area, Star Pizza is your go to stop before or after the game. Be sure to stop by any of the locations every Tuesday during lunchtime for an all you can eat pizza buffet at all three of their Houston area locations. On that note, I do want to kind of build and expand on uh, not only Emmanuel Sharp, who you brought up, who's in certain to starting lineup down, but also Jawan Roberts. Those two players, again, night in and night out, we're talking about uh, consistency. They seem to be Mr. Reliable, both of them, when it comes to what they're going to produce and specifically what their stat lines look like game in and game out. Jawan Roberts had nine points. He led the team with 12 rebounds and Emmanuel Sharp. 10 points, and he had four assists himself. The four assists is a good sign for Emmanuel Sharp. His shots didn't make him like one for six from three, one for six from two, but he he got four assists. So that's adding to his game because if he can add to his game, because some of those are off dribble drives and kickouts, that's another thing for opponents to prepare for, for, to, for him. So that'll just make the, the team's offense more effective because it'll add another layer to the offense and not just – well, all Sharp's going to do is stand behind three-point line and shoot threes. Nope. He's going to dribble drive, kick it out to teammates. That's good to see. Yeah, that's something um, I've mentioned throughout the first couple of games, his development and attacking those closeouts. And he did a good job of that. And he, I think a couple of things that he can learn from Damian is creating fouls and getting to the free throw line because he's such a good free throw shooter. And so I'm wondering if he's taking bits and pieces of Damian's game, using his pump fake drawing contact to be able to create. But like Chris just said, that's an added bonus when he's creating plays and making good passes and getting those assists. But um, I, 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 he has been consistent. His shot wasn't consistent, but he found other ways to score and, and impact the game. And so um, I, I love what I've seen from him. And Jay won a couple more. 
I really love the one of the timeouts, how Coach Miller described how to guard certain players. That was probably one of the most honest. And that's what I see when I watch why teams don't guard certain Houston players like he described. And so to, for him to say that and his team to be able to kind of execute what he described in one of the timeouts that I saw, it was, it was kind of good to see. But Jay Wine, I want to see him shoot that mid-range jumper. We still yes. haven't seen it. Yes. Um, I thought about that exact same thing, D. Yeah, man. It's not going to shoot it because they're giving him the space. They yep. can let it go. And so yep. I, I, I want to be able to at least see him shoot the mid-range because he can do it, but I, 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 I don't. he hasn't done it yet. I, I want to yeah. see him at least do that because that can make him even harder to guard because he's so physical and he know how to get to his left hand. Now, if he um, face up and, and show you that he can make that mid-range, now you got to get him. Now he can jab and, and use yeah. his offensive moves even more. And so I want to see him shoot that, at least shoot the mid-range, start shooting the mid-range a little more. Well, shoot yeah. it. The funny thing is all, th- all three of us had the same thought because literally as Dayan was talking, that same thought popped into my head. But um, this is an interesting comment from Mr. Smith. How many technicals will Calvin Sampson get this year? Says a, a tongue in cheek, he's not going to put up getting holes on the road this year. Calvin Sampson picked up the second technical foul of the season in that second half. Clearly, he was frustrated. He was frustrated, but I'm going to say this <laughs> to the fans Big 12 basketball is physical. Refs call it tight a lot of times. So, y'all thought the games, get, tonight's game was poorly officiated. You wait till Big 12 Congress play starts. And you you see tweet after tweet after tweet after tweet. Oh my gosh! Yeah, let us play! Let us play! Yeah, <laughs> come on! And it's a road game too. Yeah, but in I the guess end, that too. Twenty-seven five on Houston, twenty-three on on Xavier. I, I like Chris. I didn't think that it was bad officiating. It's just a lot of fouls being called, but it's consistent on both ends. And as a basketball player, as a coach, that's what you want. Even as a fan watching the game, just call it consistent on both ends. I don't think it was poorly officiated. I think the players, I think that tech, like um, they described during the game, was part of Coach Sampson keeping that energy for his team and, and fighting because it was a bad call, in my opinion, on Jamal when he yeah. got that take in. Anyway. I had a problem with that call, yes. Yeah. yeah. So, they, for us, I'm going to be 100% right. But overall, I mean, just be consistent with what they call. Thank you, son. And so – um. I, I I don't know how many coach sound. I think he he might get what's the over or under what you guys say on ten? On text? I say under. On, under yeah, most definitely. I would five yeah. About seven, eight. I go five. Five, five would be the five and a half would probably be one. Um I would put and I'm I would still uh some of these big four games are going to be battles. They're going to get in the moments. I'd still take the under, but uh, I could see him getting over five five this season, but. We shall see when we're talking about Xavier. It was very good. Um, kind of a preview of what a lot of those Big 12 games are going to be about. Packed house in Cincinnati on the campus. And they were looking forward to this game against Houston. Again, that kind of goes to show where Xavier, when was the last time? Uh, I was reading the notes that Conrad sends before the game. But this is the first time that these two programs had met since the 70s. I believe, which (laughs) again, that's 50 years uh, from now, but they were, they were, the crowd was ready for uh, a top 10 team coming into the country. And, and that just goes to show the the brand that the Houston Cougars are um, that, you know, opposing teams, they circle games when the Cougars come into town, they get hyped for it, but they're going to have to see that 
every road game this year. And then once it gets into to Big 12 conference play, it's going to be that intensity each and every single night, which is good to see. Again, like we mentioned, that the Houston Cougars were able to find a way to win when not everything went their way and when it wasn't necessarily um, the most easiest game to play when it came to trying to find in rhythm, um, like we just mentioned, when it came to all the foul calls. And I think I heard the announcers, right, if I remember correctly, with this win, with this road win, this is the Cougs' 12th straight road win? Correct. That's impressive, man. <laughs> That's, I mean, that is impressive. It's just another example of what Coach Sampton, the staff, and the players have built and established through these years. Commended, and sure, it'll, it'll end, but 12 straight road wins is an impressive feat. 100 wins over the last, what, three seasons is also impressive. This is a golden era for Coug basketball, Coug fans, and we got fans complaining about the officiating in a, in the team's 8-0. I hope that's the case throughout the season. Refs suck. The Cougs win. Yep. Well, who cares? <laughs> so, yeah. Has Conrad sent out any video post game, Andy? He sent an audio, which is what I'm looking at. I'm actually surprised I had a... Uh, well, he's not surprised, but they did have a lengthy. I'm working on it now. But one, one of the trends that I was going to go to that you don't see often when it comes to Houston, they were out-rebounding. They were out-rebounding, but a pretty good margin in that first half. Xavier had a 25-17 to 17 advantage over the Cougars on the board, and specifically when it came to offensive rebounds, Xavier had 11 of them in that first half that's again a bit of an interesting trend where we don't necessarily see that all that often we saw an adjustment made in the second half where houston was able to pick up the slack for a bit um, lack of a better phrase and they ended up still losing the rebounding margin but it was only by three as to compare to the the eight advantage that xavier had at, at halftime it was the first half was unique because of the of the boards xavier dominated but they only scored four second-chance points off those 11 offensive rebounds. And it was, what, 11 or 13 zip and fast break points? That is something you do not see from a Houston Cougar, Kelvin Sampson coach team. But they made adjustments. They reduced the uh, deficit for the board for the game and made free throw down the stretch and got the hard-fought win. And Xavier was the number one rebounding team, offensive rebounding team coming into the game. So it's really strength on strength. Yeah. And, and and no surprise there. But like Chris just said, they only had four uh, second chance points. So Houston was doing a good job of if they did give up an offensive rebound, defending on the offensive rebound, which I'm sure that's so Coach, Coach Sampson put, put into focus because that team is going to get offensive rebounds. They're good at that. And so um, – Surprised with some of the numbers, but every game tells its own story. I really yeah. like the way Jamal came in, especially after the foul trouble, and, and um, helped close out that game. I think he was tremendous, especially in that second half down the stretch. And I think this year's team will need him to probably be a, a lot aggressive in regards to looking for his shot, That's what I, from what I've seen. Yeah, he had that key floater. Um, late in the stretch that really they gave Houston a seven-point advantage. And, you know, kind of gave them the, the breathing room they needed. I know Xavier was able to cut it down to four a couple times after that, but it created enough separation where it never really seemed – didn't sweat too much down the stretch in the final three minutes of the game. As long as the Cougs made free throws, 
I wasn't worried about getting a win. I had a buddy of mine, I guess so late first half, texted me, said, yeah, Koo's gonna gonna lose this game. They're following too much. They found a way to win. <laughs> That's all that matters. They found a way to win. They're 8-0, a good road win over a team in the Big East. And this was, I'm not sure how many games have been played so far, the first Big 12 win in the Big East Big 12 battle. Yep. Be the last one for a while, apparently, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, and the rationale on that is kind of interesting why the Big 12 doesn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> but uh, What's the rationale? <clears throat> they don't want to play the, the bottom teams in the Big East and give them Q1, Q2 wins. Basically, what's in it for the Big 12 teams? Wow. All the teams in the Big 12, Q1, Q2, they're playing some Big East teams, you know, Q3 or whatever. Is better for them. So, what's benefit for the Big Twelve? Well, DePaul and Iowa State playing, and DePaul was leading last time I checked. I think Iowa State's come back to to rally, but that's that's interesting <laughs> that that's the rationale, but behind it. But Rusty Reed says that was the first Xavier loss to a Big Twelve team since at least two thousand. Big Jack five one two expands on your comment. Chrissy says Golden Era. All that's missing now is a national championship. Yep. Um, the one thing I do want to bring up, I'm we're gonna listen to the audio in a bit, but um, commenters they want to know about Terrence Arson. I'm curious to get um, your guys' thoughts. Or Chris, I'll go to you first. Your thoughts on um, really he had 13 minutes and yeah, had five troubles in himself too. But seems like a lot of fans want to see or are curious to see how Terrence Arsenal um, would have done this season and. I haven't necessarily been as consistent as some would like. He wasn't. His defense was was solid. He didn't rebound, though. In that first half when he was a four-man down the stretch, he didn't hit the boards. That was another, you know, factor in Xavier's rebounding edge in that first half. But the help help side block was good. Again, he had a reach-in foul, things like that. He had a strong take and finish, too. Yeah. That's the end of the first half. So that, that was good. He's up, got to be consistent. He's had games where he's rebounded very well. But tonight, he didn't. <laughs> you know, so got to be consistent. Young players got to be consistently good. And that's one thing these guys are still working on. Zero rebounds. That's going to be something that gets emphasized to him. Oh, yes. Um, in the practices leading up to their next game on Wednesday against Rice. On that note, let's hear a qu- quick clip from the post game against Xavier and uh, if I heard his career, we're going to be able to hear Audra Cryer, potentially Kelvin Sampson. It's only a, a snippet of the post game, so let's see what they had to say. Raise your hand. And- Chris, what do you got? Sure. Kelvin, you, uh, Kelvin your, your ability to you know, navigate through that game with the ball trouble and the crowd and everything else that's going on, what, what, what went into that? Well, um, you know, you're, um, you got a bunch of, uh, new guys, you know, um, Jojo number 20, what's Jojo's number 25, he was playing high school last year, you know, almost every one of his, the fouls they called on him, those were fouls, you know, we, we've got to do it, we've got to do a better job. Um, helping him. Um, 
Jojo by nature is a fowler. You know, some kids have have certain things they're really good at. Well, that's what he's really good at. He's really good at fouling. Um, some days better than others. Tonight was one of his better days. Uh, he was great tonight at that. Now, some of the other ones, you know, that's some of it is a byproduct of playing on the road. It's the way it is. So the way uh, around it. You know, we had five straight possessions uh, there where we had, uh, I think, four fouls. And um, Jamal picked his fourth up. Javier picked his fourth up. J1, uh, did you pick up your fourth uh, down there during that time? How many did you have in that three? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you, Jay, but when he was a freshman, he was a lot like that. He fouled a lot, too. But, um, you know, it's, our, it's your first road game. It's a tough environment. Uh, I didn't think we played very good, but um, I, I don't like it when when coaches talk about how poorly they play without giving the other team some credit. You know, um, Xavier, you know, they 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 played hard. You know, they they, uh, they popped us in the mouth on the boards in the first half. We were much better in the second half, um, but the first half I thought they were the aggressor, and that's not something that usually happens with us, but. Um, you know, we, we've got some guys still trying to um, search for an identity for themselves. You know, I can't establish your identity for you. Here's what the, here's what our program's identity is, but what is yours? And how does yours how does how does yours um, relate to our, our programs? And we're still fighting through that. But you know, today's December first. You know, our our team's going to get a lot better, and I'm sure that uh, Sean's will too. You know. This is uh, December 1st basketball, around <clears throat> middle of January, 1st of February. Both these teams will be a lot better. But the uh, uh, best thing about tonight was uh, we found a way to win. Following that up, Dalton, Found a way to win. We had to hear a lot of Kelvinisms in that clip. Uh, December basketball, December 1 basketball, but I think I – one, he agreed with um, the officiating. It was there were fouls. There were fouls that were being called. Um, Houston has to learn from that, being able to adjust and, and not commit those falls. And when he was talking about JoJo Tugler, he says one thing he's good at right now is being able to commit those fouls. But um, interesting comments from head coach Calvin Sampson. What stood out to you, Chris? His honesty, his candor, and you know, and as usual, he likes to give the some credit to the opponent. Yeah. Xavier played played hard. They played tough. And they did figuratively punch the Cougs in the mouth on the glass in that first half. The Cougs made adjustments second half and did a better job and reduced that margin. Going back to it, Xavier Francis, one rebound in the first half. Terrence Arsenal, none. Xavier did a better job in the second half. So did Juwan Roberts, second half. They did a better job. I got to disagree with my man, Ace Town, Big Dobbs here. Front court weakness exposed. They got in foul trouble. JoJo got in foul trouble. Javier got in foul trouble. Jamal got in foul trouble. That's backcourt. That's not a weakness. JoJo's inexperienced. He won't get the experience unless he plays. That is what he's doing. Playing. He's got to learn not to foul. He's got to learn not to hold, not to grab, not to push when guards try to dribble past him. Uses length to block the shot instead of reaching in. 
Too many fouls by the Cougs are reaching fouls. The coaches don't teach that. The players have to cut that out. Stop reaching in on fouls. Real quickly. Salute to the no, volleyball team make, winning. So, yeah. yeah, that's what I was going to bring, bring up. Volleyball team beat uh, UC Santa Barbara, uh, Barbara um, three sets to one. So they advanced the second round in the NCAA tournament. Um, two programs now. Back The first time that they've had back-to-back appearances in the NCAA tournament. So kudos to uh, Coach David Rare. And then shout-out to Calvin Sampson. Gave him earlier in the week um, to tie it in. But... Um, any final stretches, the next game or any final comments on this game against uh, Xavier, the next time the Houston Cougars will take the court will be on Wednesday. Like I said, it'll be a home game at the Fertitta Center against the Crosstown rival, Crosstown opponent in the Rice Owls. Uh, Chris, what what um, can we expect from the Rice Owls and anything else that you'd like to touch on when it comes to this game against Xavier? Rice ended a losing streak last night with a win over UT Martin. They played defense for a change, apparently, in the win of UT Martin last night, which is not a strength of Coach Scott Perry teams. They play HCU tomorrow, Saturday. Should be another win for Rice over HCU. So the Owls be coming into Petito on a, should be a two-game winning streak. Cougs is the better team, but it's city rival, friends playing against friends. Kind of interesting to see how the Cougs handle Owls big man Max Fiedler. Great passing big man. Travis Evie, three-point score, set the school record for Rice with uh, made like three threes last night. He's not like 250 in his Rice career, and he's a transfer <laughs> to Rice. So, But the Owls are not great individual defenders, so the Cougs should be able to get points, get good looks, knock them down, play defense, should be a win. And uh, that's pretty much going to do it for today's episode of Let's Rage Cougs. Again, we'd like to thank each and every single one of you guys that took the opportunity to make Let's Rage Cougs presented by the Saxonian family a part of your day, whether it is live on whatever platform you're watching us or you're listening to us audio only on another day. And, of course, we also like to say thank you to our secondary sponsor, which is Star Pizza with three locations across the Houston area. Star Pizza is your go-to stop before or after the game. Be sure to stop by any of their, any of their locations every Tuesday during lunch. For and all, you can eat pizza buffet. Once again, the Houston Cougars, the six-ranked Houston Cougars, come away with a victory. A lot of first up in Cincinnati against Xavier. It was the first time that the Houston Cougars faced a deficit in the second half. Um, but they were able to find a way to win. LJ Cryer led the way with 23 points, 8 of 16 from the field, 5 of 12 on his threes. Jamal Shedd battled with foul trouble, but he still finished with 13 points. He had four assists, three rebounds. Jawan Roberts, one point shy of a double-double, nine points, 12 rebounds. Emmanuel Sharp had 10 points and four assists. Again, Houston takes the court once again from the Fertitta Center on December 6th, 7 p.m. tip-off against Rice Owls. Chris, Andy, I'll toss it over to yes. Real quick, Andy. Fans want to know, Kook fans want to know, if there is a coaching announcement this weekend, Saturday, Sunday, will there be an emergency less rage Cougs to discuss the hire? I mean, let's do it. I don't see why not. That that seems like emergency noteworthy news, most definitely, especially if it does get done this weekend. And regardless of who it is, they're going to be tasked with uh, a very, very big job. And honestly, 
Um, they did to the right hire. Hopefully, leading the Houston Cougars to it will be a success in a power conference. That's what they're going to be tasked with, trying to lead the program into success in a power conference. So, yeah, I think that warrants for an emergency episode of Let's Rage Cougs. All right, excellent. So, Tony M, T.I., Bobby Ray, Bobby Roy, excuse me, Joe Mendez, Big Jack, Ace Town, everybody for watching. Tune in, subscribe to our channels, Pasta Majama and Houston Round Bar Review. Click on those, the bell for each channel so you can receive notifications when we have, if and when we do have, an emergency edition of Less Rage Cougs to uh, discuss the new hire announcement or news. And you got to weigh your leaning one way or the other. Who you think it's going to be? Oh, uh, well, if I had to point in the direction of it, all, all signs seem to be pointing to that coach that's um, a little far east and that green, um, specifically because um, uh, Ryan of GoCooks.com had a great article where he he did basically the logical argument about it. And if it had been someone else, you know, you would expect logically you would expect them to make that announcement as soon as possible um, because the transfer portal window opens up next week and you want to get that new coach and getting hiring their guys, being able to try to recruit as many people, as many players as possible. So interesting. Um, we'll, we shall see what the noise comes out after the American Athletic Conference Championship game. Obviously the two lane green wave are going to be competing in that. And, well, sustained success. That's what the Houston Cougars are elusively chasing in football. And if they feel that that's the right guy, they need to go get him. And I, if you wrote my column for GoCougs.com, I personally feel like he's the right guy for the program. So I would be thrilled if he indeed is the hire. But we shall see. Things will play out. And let's see um, how quickly things pick up after the American Athletic Conference Championship game. Well put. I, I think it's going to be Coach Fritz. Uh, I think he's – I'm okay with either Coach Fritz or Coach Trailer. Those are my top two choices. We'll see how it all plays out. And whenever it's announced and soon thereafter, we'll do another Less Rage Cougs. Thank you, everybody. As always, follow me, Houston Round Bar Review, on Instagram, TikTok, Thread, Spoutable, all those good things. We appreciate you taking time out of your schedules to watch Less Rage Cougs, to comment on the show. Hit the like button as Tony M commented. Spread the word about Les Rage Cougs. Spread the word about Paul Samajama. Spread the word about the Houston Round Bar Review. Les Rage Cougs is the original, the original post-game show for Houston basketball and football. Thank you very much, everybody. Oh, and always remember, Houston Round Bar Review, since, 19, since 1994, local name, global perspective. Got to take over for day on how to step out, but as always... Go Cougs, as my uh, backdrop kind of gets rid of it a little bit. But as always, thank you guys, and we'll see you next time.